It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Oh, and yes! Touchdown to get it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker broadcasting live today, hanging out at the... Uh, as, as opposed to not live. As, as opposed <laughs> to being robots on other days. But yeah, we're hanging out down at Beehive Grill on uh, South Logan. I should exa- find their exact address. That'd be really handy as we're talking about yeah, where it's, we are it's, it's right off of three. So it's like 300 South and Maine. We're like on the corner, the... Uh-oh. Northwest corner of Main Street and 300 South. Yes. So if you go there, you'll see it. We yeah. got the fan van parked outside yeah. the road. I don't even see the fan van. Is that it? Maybe I can see the barely see like the back end of it. Yeah, it's hanging out there. Yeah, it's, it's actually operational right now. You'll see it on the street. You can try and pick out which car is mine <laughs> that I drove. But yeah, a lot of fun uh, hanging out here today. Come by. We've got a couple of guests planned for the five o'clock hour. We can come by, get some food, um, just have a lot of fun here. Yeah, we got Michael Jackson going. You can probably hear yeah, in the background. Yeah, you can probably hear some <laughs> of the background stuff. But we also got sport ESPN like playing on a TV right above us. Maybe I'll just watch that the whole uh, time. I know. They got a bunch of TVs on, different yeah. sporting events going on. Looks like we got some, I don't know, what is that? Is that rodeo over there? I don't even know. I don't know what that is over there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even think that's sports. <laughs> it's some... I it's know. some some weird show. Half oh. of them are playing ESPN. Half it's, of them are playing like NFL Network. It's RFD TV. So yeah, it's going to be some rodeo and uh, stuff like that. So you know, a little bit of everything here. There you go, and a little bit of food too. So we'll got our appetizers coming. So yes, we got food on the way. Uh, great place to stop by. I mean, they got to decorate it all up for the holidays, for a family party or company party to come down and. Uh, make your arrangements and have some fun down here at Beehive Grill. Uh, they got uh, different TVs all over the place. You know, it's a good place to hang out, or just you know come down and say hi to us while we're here. Yeah, you you can finally uh, see me uh, see what I look like. Those of you who don't know already, <laughs> we try not to let him out too much. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to be seen publicly or witnessed. Just just see my one picture on social media, and that's all you get. Ah, uh, yes. So, uh, also, come down. We talked about this earlier in the week. Now, on Thursdays, we do pick six. And um, Jason has said that he will let you decide what he should, What I mean, how you should vote. Yeah, well, what my pick will be. What your pick will be. And I've said I will let you set a line. Uh, if you've got a line that you want us to use for this weekend... I will take it under advisement. I will probably use it. I mean, take it I, under advisement. I mean, I've got That's... a couple I've already written down, but if you've got one that we should use for this weekend, stop on by here to Beehive Grill uh, and uh, let us know what it is. Yeah, there you go. And we got some guests in the five o'clock hour too, because we're gonna we're gonna push the pick six down to the five o'clock hour. We've got a couple of guests, so you know, come down there. You can come down early, get some food, but you know, have some fun with us, or you can text in. Yes, the text line is still open, 
Zero three two one, uh, and um, I've I've got it open. We're trying to get the text uh, login credentials for Jason so we can get logged yeah, in, so, so that I, I can see it. So I can see your texts. Uh, but if you want to text in four three five three three nine zero three two one here on the full court press. Um, by the way, with the uh, with the pick six, so we will do that right at five. Um, Chucky Keaton, Aggie great and Aggie coach. Uh, will be joining us at uh, just after 5 o'clock, around 5.10. He'll be joining us here uh, at Beehive Grill. And coming up at 5.30, that will be um, uh, former Aggie great Jalen Moore. He'll be coming down, hanging out with us. And, you know, he had a great career at Skyview High School, certainly great career at Utah State. He's part of our uh, broadcast coverage for pregame and post for uh, Utah State men's basketball. So getting his perspective on what this team looks like off to a really hot start for the Aggies uh, and just get caught up on what he's up to these days. So that'll be coming up. uh, We're expecting him around 5.30 next hour. So that'll be a lot of fun having those guys join us down here at Beehive Grill. Yeah, it's a really fun 5 o'clock hour planned. uh, The Glory days of the 2010s, basically, is the theme of this. Because we had Chucky <laughs> Keaton true. from, like, 2011 to 2015. Jalen Moore, I think, was 2013 or 2014 to about 2018 or thereabouts. So, you know, right there. And there were some good years, especially for football. Basketball was going through their transition to the Mountain West, but certainly some good moments from him. And then, obviously, Jalen Moore being a local product. Him and uh, current Aggie Mason Falslip obviously share a, a connection to going to both Skyview High School and coming to Utah State. That is very true. We'll see if uh, Mason manages to have anything close. To, if he has anything close to the career that Jalen Moore did, I think anyone would be happy with that. Pretty good deep history of Skyview Bobcats going to the Utah State Aggies. Besides Jalen and Mason, you know, Nate Harris did that as well uh, early in the 2000s. So. A lot of great basketball players have been from this area and made it part of uh, the great history of Utah State. Yeah, so. and uh, now I'm being tortured right now because they wouldn't drop my loaded nachos right in front of me, <laughs> and I can smell it. I know. We Now we have to, like, <laughs> stare at it until we take a break. So, yeah, we'll so take a we break now, right? <laughs> no, not not quite that early. Not quite that early. <laughs> we just, just eat and do the show later. <laughs> just listen to us eat for two hours. Mm, that's delicious. Yes, I think Utah State is doing very well this season. <laughs> well, we got, you ordered up the uh, the loaded nachos with, uh, with, with with some chicken. Yeah, there was some chicken and you know a bunch of you know salsa. You know, actual real or I mean, maybe salsa ingredients. I don't know if there's actual peppers in there, but you know, tomatoes, onions, the whole the whole mix. And dang, that has some good stuff. <laughs> yes, very good. Uh, and, and then I ordered up the, uh, the the coconut shrimp, and it's got a really good dipping sauce that you uh, you can put it in. So uh, we've got we've got some salsa for the loaded nachos. We got some beer cheese as well, uh, melted cheese on top. They got a lot of uh, different appetizer options as well as a lot of great entrees, and of course the gelato, which is amazing. So uh, it's really tough putting us here and like we can't eat because we have to like stare at it for a while until we finally take a break. So, um, anyway, that's what's going on. Love to have you come down here and join us uh, at uh, the uh, at the Beehive Grill in uh, downtown Logan. So, um, anyway, we'll uh, love to have you stop by. We do have several topics that we're going to be hitting on the show today. 
certainly we got to talk about that great big <laughs> dramatic uh, win last night for the Utah Jazz. Not so much in who they beat, but in how they won. <laughs> and that was just a crazy finish for the Jazz last night. Um, 5338, not happy with how much time I spent yeah. talking about the Jazz yesterday's show. Sorry, 5338. Part of that was just a function of the texts that were coming through. We're all Jazz fans here. Yeah, and uh, it's one-third of the way through the season, so it was worth uh, discussing and previewing. Uh, there is sounds like there may be some news about the Jazz for tomorrow, but before we get into that, um, just what a finish. Um, a little surprising. I mean, the Jazz were favored by eight going into that game. And uh, Golden State did not have Steph Curry. They did not have Draymond Green. They did not have Andrew Wiggins. So, you know, a lot of their stars were out. But uh, Poole had a big game. Uh, and uh, you know, Kaminga had a big game. Guys stepped up for Golden State. The Jazz were without, you know, they were down a few pieces themselves. Lowry Markinen was not available. Rudy Gay made his return. Minimal impact for Rudy, but Mike Connolly was still not available. Um, they were down. Jazz had a fantastic third quarter, took the lead, a double-digit lead, and then in the fourth quarter it vanishes. They start, and then they're trailing, and it just felt like, here we go again. Um, and just like over the last 10 or so, 10, 15 games, it's kind of how this, this season has played out for the Jazz. Play well, but not enough not solid enough down the stretch when it gets into clutch time and uh last night turned out a little bit different uh but you know what tied at 119 40 seconds ish to go and then clarkson uh, commits a foul and then he gets all heated he gets ejected he was hot because he was not getting the calls and i'll be honest at that point i thought oh that's it jazz have lost their momentum there's you know, kind of a down moment in the building. Clarkson has to get kicked out of the game. Uh, you're, you're one of your primary scorers, and um, didn't turn out that way. Jazz execute a great three-point shot with Beasley. Steal the inbounds pass, pass it up front to Simone Fontecchio, throws it down with one and a half seconds to go, and they get the win. Just dramatic finish. And you don't see these very often. Like, everybody calls timeouts. And coaches and teams try to draw things up, but it turns into a free-throw shooting contest late in game scenarios like we saw last night, except for the one that we saw last night. And because that happens every once in a blue moon, everybody still tries to execute it like that on the off chance that they might just pull it off like the Jazz did last night. Yeah, obviously it it takes a lot of luck, missed free throws, or both usually to to manage to make this kind of a, a comeback. And there was... There was a stat that I saw because um, I didn't check out the score until like this morning because I was doing uh, Logan basketball. So I uh, I didn't right didn't remember that the Jazz were playing because I was focused on the Logan matchup and calling that and then driving home from Provo. So that was an adventure <laughs> in weather. Yeah, it was better on the way back because it wasn't snowing, but on the way there it was frustrating weather, traffic. Goodness gracious! And then. Early this morning, there's even more traffic on I-15. But anyway, aside from that, you know, saw the stat um, where they're like one in 270 something or some ridiculous ratio of losses to wins. They've won like one time when trailing by four in the last 10 seconds of a game. They added their second one last night, and it shows you just 
how little these kind of wins can happen where it's just, you know, you need luck. You need to steal an inbounds pass, which usually doesn't happen. Inbound passes are pretty easy to get into your own team, um, especially when you're really trying to. It can be hard to steal the inbound pass, but they do. Then they get the fast break, the bucket. There you go, magical finish. So I know Golden State fans really lit up that Kelly Olenek basically tackled Jordan Poole to the ground on that uh, on the steal. When he swiped? Oh, no, he didn't. But, look, Olenek also got popped in the chin, which should have been a flagrant foul on not the immediate play before, but about two plays before for the Utah Jazz. And uh, I know that there was a lot of complaining to the refs about that. So I don't know if it was a makeup. We'll just let it slide because we let the other one slide. But I appreciate the refs not making that call because it would have been really bad, a bad look uh, for the refs um, not making that one where he really gets popped in the chin. And then they, uh, they don't call that, but they do call the other one. So I appreciate that they let it slide. And it shows some discipline from the referees there where we like to get on NBA referees. But honestly, I think they do a good job for how ridiculously hard their job is and the things they have to spot. And that foul, that looks every bit like a, you know, slap on the wrist trying to foul him at the last second to, you know, force free throws. And in that situation, it's kind of viable because you're down one, they hit a couple of free throws, you have a chance to to hit a three and tie it. But they don't call it because slap the ball right out of his hand. And, you know, that's good by the referee to hold on. Let's not just call it immediately because we know they're going to try and foul. Let's see what he actually does. Yeah. It's a good a good job by the referees there. I know Jazz haven't been super happy with the referees last little bit, but you know there it shows you there's a lot of instances where referees make some pretty incredible calls sometimes. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid crew last night, and they did a good job. Yeah, and speaking of good jobs, like Clarkson, I know he got ejected, but the 22 points and he was cooking in the third quarter. Uh, single, almost single-handedly brought the Jazz back and uh, took the lead. Nine assists. Uh, and that's something that's been one of the, the focal points is can this team – like there's – they share the ball a lot, but is there anybody who's really setting up their teammates? And I thought Jordan Clarkson did a little better job of that. Um, you know, Nikhil Alexander-Walker off the bench, 11 points, seven boards, four assists. Three steals, huge game for him. He was the one who actually came around and poked that ball loose on that inbounds play. Um, but uh, And he had made the, the assist to Beasley, the, the possession before. So really interesting to see how Will Hardy's using his guys. Like Nikhil Alexander-Walker had a great run. We didn't see Talon Horton-Tucker at all. And we've seen THT have a great run and not see NAW for a while. So it's, it's kind of interesting... And I don't know the philosophy or, or why one player gets a run and the other doesn't other than we're deep at the position and let's just give guys some rest. Yeah, and sometimes it may be just who's playing better in practice at the moment. Some guys, they'll just have a slump. They show it in practice. It's like, all right, let's sit you down. We can talk over, work on it in practice, come back in the game. Or, as he said, just try new things. And especially because this team's maybe a little short on playmakers, maybe he's trying to see if uh, – Nikhil can do a bit more playmaking. I know Horton Tucker has done that a little bit. But without Mike Conley, we have a bunch of guards that can score, and that's like it. Jordan Clarkson, his whole career, has been a scorer. 
Colin Sexton and Beasley. They're, they're all these guys that just they score. They're not necessarily gifted playmakers in terms of passing. Clarkson certainly elevated himself, and last night is a big example where he's able to, you know, not necessarily be you know a, a point guard like Maestro, but he's able to make passes off of his own creation like a lot of stars are able to do. So it's, it's nice to see that from Clarkson because um, without that you have nothing. Because Sexton's only got like the three assists, Beasley has the one. So you got to have somebody playmaking and maybe Alexander Walker. You know, he had four assists, so not off the bench. Yeah. Well, a few other things that really stood out, and we can move past the Jazz because 5338 apparently is not happy that we talk about the Jazz. So. Is he texting back in again? No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> but I'm, I am going to still talk You're about You're a little the jazz. salty about no, that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just giving him a hard time. Uh, but how about uh, Blocker Kessler? Five blocks there you go. last night, 12 boards, 10 points in his first NBA start. Uh, and uh, interesting to have him start over Vanderbilt. And it was mostly, Coach Hardy said it was just because of the, the Golden State lineup. Felt like we needed to go big. And, wow, what an impact he had on the game. Twelve boards, like I said. Uh, four on the offensive side, which give you second chance opportunities. Um, but uh, really great performance by Walker Kessler uh, in the starting role. Um, and then the, uh, and how about two, two steals from Olenek? Some timely shots from him. Um, so, again, I, you know, I talked about this a lot yesterday, but this is a team that has so many different guys who do different different things that as opposing defenses just have a hard time focusing on any one part of the floor or one particular player because they share the ball, because multiple guys can score. Yeah. But well, how will things look with this team if Colin Sexton's not available? Because late in the game, it looked like he may have – uh, strained a hamstring, and uh, we didn't see him late in the game. It was Oche Agbaji who came in late, and so they were kind of limited as to ball handlers. And uh, this question about, okay, what's what's uh, Mike Connolly's status for the game tomorrow, and what's Colin Sexton's status for tomorrow night? And so reportedly, Connolly is on track to return against Minnesota. That's the thing, the reports I'd seen on Twitter. Sexton, the news came out uh, earlier, is that he's going to be out at least a week. He'll be reevaluated in a week uh, with a hamstring injury. So we'll be without Sexton, hopefully get Conley back, which isn't, you know, you don't like to trade injuries there. No. You like to have them both. But, <laughs> excuse me, bad died. <laughs> <laughs> Inhaling my own spit there. Um, but, yeah, Conley... You know, he'll be a huge, we've talked about his impact in just getting him back, having that playmaking, having the leader, you know, back on the team, especially at a, at a really tough time because the Jazz are about to run into a rough stretch. Um, they do have three of their next four at home. Of course, after that, they have six of seven on the road. But looking at a few of their opponents in the next little bit, they're facing the Pelicans, who are number one in the West right now, 16-8. Yeah. and eight. So they're going to face them in back-to-back games on back-to-back days. They'll face them on the 13th and the 15th. Then the Bucks, who I believe are second in the East. And then right after that, the Cavs on the 19th, who are third in the East. So four straight games against teams that are top three in either conference. And uh, that, that'll be coming up, I believe, after Minnesota. So, yeah, you know. Pretty big stretch. You need your best guys for these really good teams because you know, at this point we're kind of teetering on, you know, should they try and tank it, trade a veteran, or are they going to keep, you know, going strong like they've been? This will be a big test to see, you know, which direction they should go. 
Uh, and they're going to need Mike Conley if they want to actually make a run, you know, to be a decent playoff team. Uh, a couple of your texts coming through. Love to hear from you on our text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, we're broadcasting live at Beehive Grill. we got pick six coming up at the start of next hour. So if you want to uh, give uh, drop by and give us a line for the upcoming weekend uh, or help Jason pick his lines, we'd love to have you stop by and hang out with us. We're just right inside as you come into the restaurant. So on South Main, about 300 South Main-ish uh, at Beehive Grill. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Your texts and some news from Utah State football today. A future opponent for next season, which pretty much completes the schedule. And it won't be the only time the Aggies will face them. We'll talk about that coming up next on the Full Court Press. Happy holidays and thank you for letting Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center take care of your family medical needs. Make sure you call now for an appointment before the end of the year to utilize your cafeteria funds. Located in Providence and the new Three Peaks Medical Plaza, North Logan. The entire staff, along with Drs. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, wish you a safe and wonderful holiday. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products included. Select Med are accepted. We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac automatic standby generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac automatic standby generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac automatic standby generators. Power you can count on. The Cash Archers Charity Fun Shoot is this Saturday, December 10th from 9 to 3 at the Cash County Fairgrounds Indoor Arena. Raising money for the Cash Valley Cares for Christmas Foundation, helping families, individuals, and seniors in need this holiday season. Whether you're a pro shooter, just shoot for fun, or want to learn, bring your own equipment and pre-register online at casharchers.com. It's the annual Cash Archers Charity Fun Shoot this Saturday, December 10th from 9 to 3 at the Cash County Fairgrounds Indoor Arena. Pre-register at casharchers.com. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL, it's a pivotal matchup in the NFC as the San Francisco 49ers host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hi everyone, Troy Clarity here. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action as these two playoff hopefuls clash on the West Coast. Can Tom Brady lead the Buccaneers to a road victory, or will the 49ers make it six wins in a row? It's the Buccaneers and the 49ers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday afternoon, beginning at 145 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. 
Eric France and Jason Walker. Sounded like you still had a bit of food in your mouth there. <laughs> I uh, was enjoying these coconut shrimp. That's a really good sauce. They put it on. It's kind of so the coconut shrimp itself is sweet, but you put it in this sauce and it's got uh, it's got some heat to it. It's like a jalapeno jelly, and it's really really good. So there are a lot of different appetizers here that you can try. Um, stop by. You got a lot of different screens. We have games on, highlights on. Gosh, you can even watch some, uh, I think it's rodeo. I don't know what they got on the old RFD TV over there. But uh, but Rural Farm District TV, that's what that stands for. Yeah, I know there's, what was it, is it 9 through on 5 that keeps saying we should talk about rodeos? Or is it somebody else that says we should talk about rodeo stuff? Yes, that uh, that's a common Common recommendation. Uh, by the way, speaking of 9315, <laughs> send a text in a little bit ago saying, Mike Leach and Troy Calhoun join forces, signed the fat little girlfriend of Dylan Johnson. <laughs> Transfer portal. Uh, okay. There we go. All right, now I got I got the text lineup, so now I can read it. <laughs> now you can see what's going on. Uh Good stuff. So if you want to text in, we'd love to hear from you, 435-339-0321 on our Full Court Press text line. Stop by and say hi as we're hanging out down at the Beehive Grill. Uh, coming up at around 510, we're expecting to have Chucky e. Keaton stop by, uh, talk about you know the Aggie team going to Texas. He's from Texas, being part of a, another bowl game for him as a, as a coach and just the, the season the Aggies have had so far. And then at about uh, 5.30, Jalen Moore will be stopping by, former Aggie basketball great. He's part of our Aggie basketball, our KVNU game day pregame coverage for Aggie basketball. And uh, he shares some of his opinions of the game immediately after on KVNU as well. So he'll be sharing his thoughts about the season. And uh, they've got some interesting games coming up this weekend. Loyola Marymount down in Las Vegas. It's a very high net ranking for the Aggies right now, one of only 10 teams that are still undefeated in America. So pretty exciting stuff. So that's be coming up uh, next hour. So you've got time to make plans to stop by at Beehive yeah. Grill and join us. Our 5 o'clock hour is now. That's what I call the 2010s. <laughs> it's going to be loaded. A couple of, couple of really great uh, players from the 2010s for the Aggies in both football and basketball. Yes, yes, very true. Uh, so news today that Utah State football has completed their scheduling for next season. The 2023 football season will now include James Madison, the Dukes. They'll be coming to Logan on September 23rd, and then they will make a return trip to Harrisonburg, Virginia, in September of 2025. Oh, James Madison is a team that um, uh, has recently been elevated from FCS. Yeah, this was their first year in FBS. Uh, they were a really dominant team in the FCS for a while. It's why that part of why they obviously made it to FBS. Uh, from 2014 to 2021, that was their last year. 2021 was their last year in FCS. So about six, seven years stretch, they went 84 and 18. Had three seasons of 12, or four seasons of 12 plus wins, three where they had 14. We're consistently making the the uh, FCS playoffs. Um, I didn't look up to see if they actually won one of those. They might have won the championship one of those years, but they're consistently up there. Great history of success for yeah. them. Yeah. And so uh, they jump up to uh, FBS, and sometimes that transition can be really rough. You know, F, you know, going from Division Two or FCS or whatever in whatever sport, 
you know, we, we talked about this with Utah Tech, where they were dominating in some of the lower divisions, and they move up, and it's a struggle for a little bit. Then they work their way through it. James Madison just walked in <laughs> and went eight and three. Hello, Sun Belt. We're yeah. a new kid on the block, and we're setting the tone. It's like, hi there. I don't know if they're eligible for a bowl this year. I don't think they are. Yeah, because usually first year you're on a probation, you can't do any postseason stuff. Um, it's also interesting that they're only eight and three. Do they have a game canceled, or do they only get eleven games? Uh, this is information I probably should have looked up. <laughs> I looked up all their records, and I went to their media guide to see how they'd been doing, but I didn't look up whether or not they're in a bowl game. Uh, they went six and two in the Sun Belt, um, and so really solid season. And look, it was a good year for the Sun Belt. Uh, they had a couple of teams in the top twenty-five. They had some big upsets. Uh, for the year, so it was a solid season for the Sun Belt. It was a good conference this year. Yeah, the Fun Belt, and yeah, I did confirm, at least according to Google, James Madison is ineligible for any postseason play. Okay, that, that's what I would have suspected, but I yeah, I didn't do the research to double yeah, check because that's pretty typical. So, like, if you if you walk in from FCS your first year and you go an undefeated, twelve and zero, defeat every top you know top five team in the country and everything, still nothing. Yeah. No bowl game, no national title. It's a nice plaque you, or banner you can yeah. hang in your offices somewhere. <laughs> you can do what UCF did. <laughs> oh, yeah. 20, oh, what was it, 2015, 2014? I can't remember what year it was. Maybe it was 2016, actually. If you can remember what year that oh, UCF yeah, were uh, right. national champions, that they, they have a banner and everything. And uh, I'm sure it's hanging up somewhere. <laughs> Somebody's office. Did they, like, commission somebody to make them a trophy? Like, go to your local uh, trophy shop. Like, can you make us a national championship trophy? <laughs> Do your best. Are you allowed to just replicate the actual national championship trophy? Like, <laughs> there, there may a... be a copyright infringement. Yeah, there. that's what I Is there a copyright if you say, <laughs> or if you just get your own? They probably just left it with the banner. Probably. Because, I mean, you can get your banners all you want. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, Utah State's football schedule next year will be interesting, not just because of the James Madison edition. Uh, but a se- several notable, uh, I guess, changes. I don't know if changes is the right word, but uh, facts. Maybe that's a better one. About 2023. So James Madison, just their new up-and-coming school. Not a lot of history, obviously. They've never played each other before. But um, a team that you don't want to overlook. I mean, a team that went 8-3 and three last year yeah. at the Fun Belt. Uh, but besides that, uh, the Aggies will open the season at Iowa on September 2nd. They will host Idaho State on September 9th. So fans from Pocatello will be making the trip down, however few dozen there may be. <laughs> and, and hopefully Utah State won't lose to a FCS team. We'll hear all about that next year. Oh, my It'll gosh. show up in my preview. You can guarantee everyone and their dog <laughs> yes. in the media, and I'm no exception, will be like, remember when Utah State lost to Weber <laughs> State? That's you know, Because everyone will be saying that. Well, oh, Idaho State has a chance. Can they do it? Except... Idaho State went one in ten this year. Yeah, probably a little bit different scenario. Yeah, Weber State's an FCS playoff team. Idaho State is a team that plays football. They are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after Idaho State, they would uh, host James Madison on the twenty third. So it looks like they have an early bye week, um, and then they will um, actually got to check, check my dates on that. They're going to UConn. I have September thirtieth going to UConn. Yes. So I'm just double-checking the dates. See, so, if, see if there is that early bye week? Yeah, there is a bye week. There's on the 16th. They will not have a game. So yeah. they'll have an early bye week. Two games, a bye week, and then James Madison 
go to UConn, which we've seen. That's a team that's totally turned things around themselves. Uh, they're going to a bowl game this year. Yeah. So Jim Mora has that team playing pretty well. We, After the Aggies beat them, we were wondering if they could even win three games. <laughs> they won six and surprised a lot of people. Uh, they gave the Aggies some fits early on. So that could be an interesting game at Connecticut next uh, year, the end of September. And then after that, no more divisions in the Mountain West. So it's a little bit different schedule that's going to rotate. It will be different every year. There will be, what, three teams or two there's, teams? There's two teams that you will play every year. That you year. will regularly face. So Utah State's got Boise State and I believe San Diego State, if I remember correctly. Is that it? Or is it somebody else? I know it's Boise State. Um, <laughs> I think it is San Diego State. Yeah, that's what's in my head, but I'm not sure if that's correct. So we don't know the exact dates. But we do know Utah State will host Boise State, Colorado State, Fresno State, and Nevada. And then they'll have road games at Air Force, New Mexico, San Diego State, and San Jose State. So that's a pretty interesting schedule for Utah State next year. Yeah, pretty tough. And when you look at what the talent is this year, who may be coming back, and then what they may try to do in the transfer portal, could be a really interesting year for the Aggies next year. Yeah, and with a tough schedule, you know, their non-conference schedule is actually, it's a fairly tough grand. We're trying to base this off of this year's teams, and things can change really quickly. In Utah State going from, you know, 11 wins to 6. Teams can do that, or they can go from 6 wins to, to 12. So Iowa, that's a P5 game that's winnable. It's in the realm of the Wake Forests and... Some of these in you know the Michigan states from a few years back, where it's like, all right, this is a winnable game. This isn't the Alabamas where you're going to go get your teeth kicked in. You know, this is one of those where you can come away with the P5 win. Right, it, it's possible. Iowa is always one of those teams that, on paper, gets some people excited, but in in practicality, they always let people down. Yeah, they have some games where they surprise people, like, oh, this will be the year for the Hawkeyes, and then invariably, they just kind of fade. So it's the the concern for me would be facing them early when they're still hype and excitement yeah. for their team rather than late when that invariably tends to fade. Yeah, because they've done very well early on. They've had some times where they're ranked inside the top ten, top five. I think a couple of years back they were ranked in like they were in the playoff. I don't think the first playoff rankings have come out yet, but they were in that in one of those spots. Um but it sounds like Iowa are just the Dallas Cowboys. That's when you were describing. Like <laughs> you're just describing the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> in terms of all the hype. This is the year when they let everyone down. Uh, yes. But yeah, early on, that, that's a, a, a team that could be dangerous. Um, so you want to try and get that one. You know, get another, get another P5. You know, on the, you know, you know, another P5 win. You gotta yeah. Get one of those, and then P5 road win. That's awesome. Then you know, do that. Yeah, and then you know, Idaho State. That's a it's a game you got to win, and you got to blow them out, especially after this year. Get that taste of losing to an FCS team out of your mouth in a big way. And then James Madison, really good G five game. Uh, assuming that they you know keep up the the momentum they built this year, it's a program that's managed to do really well. So they start off eight and three. They have the infrastructure and the culture to keep it going. So. That'll be a really solid game, really good way to test themselves. And coming off a bye week, you have a bit of an advantage, and it's at home. So every advantage, and there's, you know, so if you go 3-0 versus the, 
in those three games. Then you go to UConn, you have some momentum, maybe pull off a road game against an improving UConn team. You, they could go 4-0 against this and have it be a really good, you know, relative, really good stretch for them. Not playing any world beaters, not having any top 25 upsets, but you've managed to play some good teams, get better, but also get some solid wins under your belt. Right. Like, outside of Idaho State, uh, those other three non-conference opponents you know, would be respectable victories if you could get them. Yeah, and their, their not, teams maybe, like not, maybe not historically with UConn over the last decade, yeah. but after what they did this last year and by the end of September, I mean, who knows? I don't know what their non-conference schedule looks like going up to their game against the Aggies, but, but that would provide opportunities for Utah State to get some notable, respectable wins in their non-conference before they gear up for conference play. Yeah, and just importantly, they're consistently good. And so you're not playing a soft schedule where you're maybe building up, you're getting, you know, as I like to say, too big for your britches. You're just beating up on teams, but it's not too difficult. Um, so should be good for Utah State. Uh, if they go, you know, 0-4, maybe that's a bit of a worry. But if they go 2-2 two and two against the schedule, that's still solid because it probably means you lost to Iowa and probably James Madison or UConn, you know, obviously one of the two. That's Hopefully, a long trip. Yeah. It's a long flight. I know the Aggies have made that before. They have a little bit of a history with UConn, um, but that yeah, that's a long flight to go play a game. Yeah. So if you if you go two and two against that, that's decent. You can work with that. You're probably not down on your luck. Um, but if you go three and one, or better yet, four and zero, then you've really set yourself up well for a good year. So it'll be good. Now sometimes non-conference schedules can be iffy. You know, we didn't really know who this team was after their non-conference schedule. But after these four games, we'll have a decent idea because they'll have played some good teams, some Power 5 opponents, had a chance to tune themselves up with an FCS game. So we'll have a good idea through these four games because it's not just a bunch of cupcakes and it's not just a bunch of really good teams. Yeah, right, because last year, uh, going into this season, uh, I remember multiple times saying, we're not really going to know what this Utah State team is until UNLV uh, because of the games that were on the schedule lower division, not good teams, teams that are really, really, really good. And so we wouldn't really know what this Aggie team was all about until five, six games into the season almost. Uh, and then it took about that many games for the coaching staff to realize who they really were yeah. and changes they needed to make too uh, and a different outcome after the UNLV loss. So interesting to see how this uh, schedule for next year may turn out for Utah State. Uh, we need to take another break here on the time on, on the timeout on the full court press. <laughs> time, take a timeout on the full court press. Uh, we're broadcasting live at the Beehive Grill. Stop by and say hi. Uh, grab a snack. Grab some food. They got uh, TVs going with different uh, events you can watch. Great food. We've got the appetizers staring at us. They look delicious. So they yeah. taste delicious too. We've already sampled them. That, that's why I was inhaling my saliva because it's, <laughs> it's coming out and I try to breathe. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I added these nachos before I die. Uh, it's really good stuff. Great place to come by for uh, a special evening for uh, for the holidays, date night, what have you. Come by. We're at about 300 South Main in Logan. The fan van is parked out front. And we've got pick six coming up at 5 o'clock. And if you want to give us a line or even help Jason decide how he wants to uh, decide his lines. Yeah, pick my lines for me. Not the lines, but pick my selections your, for Your the answers, lines. yes. Feel free to do that uh, coming up at 5 o'clock here at the Beehive Grill. Another time out. We'll be back on the Full Court Press.
When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient as well as the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options and the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006. This Christmas, give the gift of jewelry. See SC Needham Jewelers for an outstanding selection of diamond jewelry, rings, pendants, earrings, and bracelets. Offered in white gold, yellow gold, and rose gold. We also offer the largest selection of loose diamonds in northern Utah in both natural and lab-grown diamonds. Select a beautiful diamond and have it mounted in a one-of-a-kind piece of jewelry that will be cherished for generations. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. It's never too cold or wet to get rid of that old vehicle. Now is the time to earn extra cash for the holidays by calling DD Auto and Salvage. Let them pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles, paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. DD Auto and Salvage in Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204 today. See store for details. Spend less time at the post office. With Formax and Mint mailing systems from Les Olson IT, you can quickly, accurately, and easily process your outgoing mail and even save on postage. Fold your documents, stuff and seal your envelopes, print addresses, weigh and measure to apply proper postage, all with the click of a button. With multiple model options available, you're sure to find a Formax solution and Mint mailing device that perfectly fits your business needs. Les Olson IT. As a small business, achieving your financial goals and ambitions can be a steep and rocky mountain climb. This is Lance Zollinger, president at Cash Valley Bank. To conquer the mountain and achieve your goals, it takes planning, hard work, and discipline. At Cash Valley Bank, we have the resources, expertise, and flexibility to help you scale your way to success. Give us a call. Let's work together and climb the mountains that await. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Which local high schools do you follow and support? Find your favorite high school logoed items at the Locker 42 North store. Yes, Locker 42 North has high school logoed hoodies, t-shirts, blankets, and more. Green Canyon, Mountain Crest, Logan, Ridgeline, and Skyview can all find their high school logos on apparel at Locker 42 North. And high school logoed items make great Christmas gifts. Logoed items from all your favorite high schools exclusively at the Locker 42 North store, 1430 North Main, next to Little Caesars. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker, hanging out live at Beehive Grill. Come by. Say hi. Love to see you. We love to interact with our audience. You guys are always great on the text line. Love to meet you in person as well. Uh, we will have Chucky Keaton stopping by next hour at about 5.10. Uh, we'll have Jalen Moore stopping by around 5.30. So a lot of uh, fun guests coming up next hour. We'll have pick six at the top of the hour right at 5 o'clock. And uh, we're inviting you to help us uh, come up with some lines for pick six or even help us decide 
uh, or make our selections. Uh, so over or under or whatever the question may be. Yeah, whatever you for want. For our pick six. If you want to have Eric do a line, uh, it's a ridiculous over-under line, and then deliberately give me the worst option. Then... <laughs> We're leaving that door open yeah. for you. Uh, 9315 on the Full Court Press text line. Um, okay, you've... Uh, we'll have to take a look here. He gave us a the link, link. And then uh, said Dylan the- Johnson, who he'd mentioned, uh, fires a parting shot at Mike Leach in his farewell post since he went into the transfer portal. I haven't seen that. I'll have to take a so look. So he didn't do like a, that being said, you know, oh, this is such a great place, but. Hashtag God's plan. Yeah, all that. Forever uh, hashtag whatever team. So, yeah, I, I haven't it- seen that one. I'll have to take a look at it. Um, so, okay, so I guess this is what he said. Since I'm not very tough and Leach is glad I'm leaving, I will be entering my name into the transfer portal with the hopes of finding a more fit playing environment for me. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I'd like to thank my family and friends for the endless love and support they have shown me throughout the season. To Mississippi State University and my teammates, trainers, and amazing fans, it has been an honor to participate in this program with you all. Together, you guys have helped me build my character and skills tremendously. <laughs> uh, okay. Such a great character to uh, be taking parting shots of your coach. That doesn't look good. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, there are, that is some of the reason why guys enter the portal. And just being honest, I'm not very tough, and Leach is glad I'm leaving. <laughs> so you tell him that, and like the sit-down is like, sit him down, like, all right, son, you're not very tough. I don't know what the I, – I, don't remember what Mike Leach sounds like, so I don't know what his voice sounds like. <laughs> Probably just did the worst Mike Leach impression ever, but <laughs> sit down, son. You're not very tough, <laughs> and I'm really glad that you're going to be leaving now. We we need somebody better. Uh, going to do a Deion Sanders here. Yeah, like, all right, need somebody we're, tough. We're bringing in guys from Jackson State. <laughs> we're going to bring in, uh, bring in a bunch of other transfers. That's funny, but yeah, uh, interesting things there. Um, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of funny things, how about the funny state of BYU basketball? Yeah, there you go. I mean, the Aggies beat UVU by double digits to open things up in the season. And then Utah Valley goes to the Marriott Center, and they do the same thing to BYU on the road. Yeah, they, they go on the road you know, to the Marriott Center, obviously. Granted, it's not very far for UVU fans to travel. But still, there's you know, 13,000 fans. I was actually listening to that game on my way home a little bit. Uh, as I started going, the game was in its last uh, three or four minutes. And since I was down in Salt Lake, that was the radio I was getting. So I listened to UVU finish it off sure. uh, against BYU. So that, that, that greeted me on my way home. That was the start of my journey home, <laughs> heading home from Provo or wherever Maple Mountain High School is. I don't know exactly which one of those cities it's in. It's close to Provo, I think. Uh, probably south of Springville, right? Yeah, I didn't anyway. look up exactly what city it was. It might have been Draper, but... Um, Passed through a lot of those areas, and yeah, so it, it, it certainly raised Utah Valley's uh, NET. They jumped into instead of being a quad four win for the Aggies, it's now a quad three win. Oh, really? I believe it jumped up um, high enough, at least I think. Um, so Utah State so far is now. That's right. They've not played a, a quad four game to this point. That's very true. Uh, Utah State's two and zero in quad two, five and zero in quad three, and yeah. there are no longer any quad four on the resume. Yeah. Um, the only, well, there's a quad four against Weber State. Well, as, well, uh, as of right play, now, yeah. Right. So, uh, sorry. Um, on the rest of their schedule, they have a handful of quad. Only one of them in uh, non-conference play. 
the rest of their quad four games aside from Weber State are all going to be conference games, which never have any control over those. So Utah State's uh, non-conference schedule is going to be a healthy diet of quad three and a handful of quad two sprinkled in. And depending on what Bradley does, if they keep jumping up, they may end up getting themselves a uh, quad one. Yeah, that's true. But they have to jump all the way, I think, into the top 50 or or no, I think they just jumped into the quad two. It might be some other team. They might only ever be quad two since I think they have to be top 30 to be quad one. Since it was yeah, that game was in Logan, yeah. So they yeah. didn't climb all the way up in the top 30, which... I think it was Seattle I was looking at who may end up... So Seattle is uh, is a solid chance because that yeah. would be a neutral site, and they need to be in the top 50. Yeah. And as of last night, I think they had just moved into the top 50. Yeah, and uh, Iona, who could potentially be Utah State's uh, second opponent, again, indetermined, that's uh, Utah State's second game will be, if they win, they'll play the winner of Iona and SMU. And if they lose, they'd play the loser of that game. Now, if it goes chalk based off NET or Ken Palm or whatever, basically every one of those metrics has Iona as the favorite and uh, uh, SMU um, losing that. So presumably, if Utah State wins, they'd face Iona. And that could be a quad one win, neutral site. Iona's in the top 40 right now, I think, in net ranking. Well, it's always a good day when BYU loses. Yeah, it is. And uh, incidentally, Utah State uh, started out on the inaugural net rankings at 15 and they've been slowly slipping ever since and they haven't played a game but they're now at 18 <laughs> but uh they're still very very high uh new mexico is at 24 so the mountain west is still very well represented in the net rankings yeah. unlv at 37 uh but we do need to take time out here in the full court press um uhsaa has released their updated uh, the, classifications. Ah, after first consi- well, they had their first consideration yeah. that they released. Now, there's been time for schools to look at them and debate if they want to go up or down or stay where they're at. We'll reveal what it says about our local schools coming up next here on the Full Court Press. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. Season's over for the Packers. The Titans play like Mike Vrabel looks. Then there's the Packers. Hipster quarterback, young, good-looking, cool coach, zero tenacity, zero resilience. I'm not sure they trust each other. I mean, can you imagine Aaron Rodgers coming up to Mike Vrabel on the sideline? This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Your skis are skinny and your boots tie with leather. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You need up-to-date ski equipment and your kids want the good stuff. Al's Sporting Goods has season ski rental for the entire family. Ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now, bring them back in May. And for a limited time, get a free Cherry Peak Lift Pass. Youth season ski or snowboard rental, only $99. Adult season ski or snowboard rentals, only $114. Don't wait, 99 and 114 season ski rentals. Rental prices will go up. Al Sporting Goods for season ski rentals. Every sport, every season. For those who spend their time outside, find the gifts that go at Cash Honda Yamaha. ATVs, side-by-sides, motorcycles, and all the accessories to go with them. Fox and fly riding gear, casual wear, helmets. In fact, Cash Honda Yamaha has all helmets on sale now. Plus goggles, gloves, hats, riding gear, and heated grips. Even ATV and UTV snowplows. The gifts that go are found at Cash Honda Yamaha at the Light in Hyde Park. 
holiday parties and events at the Riverwoods Conference Center offer a festive and fun holiday atmosphere. Paired with catering from the Elements Restaurant, your special occasion can include tasty hors d'oeuvres, delicious entrees, and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. Now accepting reservations for the 2022 holiday season, the Riverwoods Conference Center and Elements Restaurant can accommodate you whether your event is large or small. Visit theriverwoods.com or call 750-5151. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. This is Zach with HSA Depot. Christmas is nearly here. Make sure you be merry and bright by using your pre-tax funds on your medical needs. We know your regular holiday budget is disappearing quick. So instead, save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies. HSA Depot carries hundreds of unique and dashing eligible products to help you conquer your health care. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty Supply and see how much you can save this holiday season. HSA Depot, five-star review. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Napa Auto Parts, a lot of great uh, services and, and products there to help you in the cold winter season for your vehicle. The right kind of battery to make sure your car starts when it's cold. The right kind of windshield wiper to get the snow and ice off. Ice scrapers, even ice melts. So go check it out. Five different locations between Preston and Providence. That's Napa Auto Parts. Did you, so, do, the, did you do the ad read from memory? I just did that totally yeah, from memory. <laughs> Been doing it a long time. So, good good uh, local business. Just within the last 20 minutes or so, UHSAA has revealed their the latest... Um, installment, I guess, if you want to call it that, about how teams will be classified and in what regions for athletics and activities for the upcoming academic athletic season. Now, there was some debate about whether Logan would be, well, Logan and Mountain Crest were on the fringe. They could go down to 3A or they could stay in 4A. There was also some question about Ogden. Well, the latest uh, that they've put together, their revision, has Region 11 with their normal six schools as we've had them for the last few years. No change for Region 11. Bear River, Green Canyon, Logan, Mountain Crest, Ridgeline, and Skyview would all be 4A schools. Um, Ogden, however, it looks like they're going to be in 3A. Yeah, they're, they're trying to stay down in 3A. They don't want to move up. Ogden and Ben Lomond. While they have the population, student population to be 4A, there's a competitive issue with some of those schools. And I know that was has been a concern in the past for some of the schools here. There's competitive consideration. There's a travel consideration. But when we had Mitchell Argyle on, who is the AD for Logan High, when this was first revealed, he made it pretty clear to us he thought it would be important for Logan High to stay and remain at 4A. And it looks like that's what they're going to be so far. Yeah, the regional rivalries are really important. 
and travel is much more of a consideration for Logan than it would be for Ogden. I mean, you look at, you know, Ogden's not really hurt by it, but Logan would be hurt a lot by going down to 3A travel-wise. A lot more coming up next hour. Stay with us combined. Say hi at Beehive Grill. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. When you start to break down tonight's Thursday night matchup, it's difficult to get excited. The Raiders have been the butt of many jokes this season after failing to live up to expectations. And the Rams sit at just 3-9. and nine. Plenty of star players unable to contribute. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, all unable to suit up tonight. But despite both teams having losing records, tonight's matchup will still have playoff implications. The Raiders have won three in a row, have a plethora of offensive weapons, and at 5-7, and seven, the team managed to make a similar run in the playoffs just last season. With the former interim head coach, Rich Bisaccia, now gone, and the Vegas roster undergoing major changes this offseason, this is a completely different team than last year. But when you look at how this team has played over the last month and start to look forward to the team's remaining schedule, as crazy as it sounds, the Las Vegas Raiders may not be dead yet. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.